0: Hey guys, this is Greg Denning, and you are in the School of Awesome Sauce, where I share with you amazing stories and strategies to help you live an extraordinary life. Hey everybody, welcome back to the School of Awesome Sauce podcast with Greg Denning, and today I gotta share that story that I promised a couple episodes ago. Remember, last episode we talked about, you know, creating extraordinary experiences and collecting memories. And this memory was not one that we created nor that we intentionally collected or gathered, but it hit home so hard and was such a reality check that it was a turning point in our lives. And it was Again, we, it was things we'd already been thinking about and reading about and, and already decided to, but you know, you have those experiences in life that really drive home a lesson and you, they make it stick forever. And it, of course, this one has stuck for us and for our family members, anybody who knew about it. Whenever I tell a story, boy, it hits home so hard. But at the time, we, um, we were living, we'd been traveling uh, for years, and, and I'll I'll, I'll come back and hit more stories. Uh, I keep teasing you guys with this. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll share the full story as we go along, but I want to hit. I want to hit these big lessons because if I hit them up front and share the big why behind the way we live and why we do this and why I, I'm so adamant about sharing and encouraging and challenging you to live your own great life story and to make it happen with uh, the the big whys gives the drive and the motivation to keep going we had um been in india working with people who had leprosy and i'll share some stories from that experience later and uh, rachel got pregnant with number five and she you know being in india when you're pregnant is tough (laughs) because the smells and the heat you know where we were in in southeast India was like a hundred and eighteen degrees, crazy humid, spicy food, uh, weird smells. Oh man, it was tough. So she was she was quite nauseated, and so <clears throat> we decided to leave India. We flew into uh, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Bought a bought a van. Drove across the states, you know, visit some family, had a cool experience traveling across the US. And then we decided to go to Alaska. Uh, Rachel's mom had recently moved to Alaska. We'd never been to Alaska. We thought, man, let's, let's go to Alaska. We'll have the baby up there, have a great Alaskan experience. And so we moved up to Alaska. We drove up, drove up the Alcan, the Alaska Canada Highway, up through Alberta and british columbia and man was it stunning wow just those mountains and all the animals we saw so much wildlife and bighorn sheep and bears and moose and caribou and oh it was incredible and and i was so clueless it was funny i remember we were going to camp uh, we were, we were going to camp along the way up through alberta and british columbia and so I thought, well, I need a, I need a nice big flashlight, you know, so we can, uh, you know, have an, enough light at night when we're camping and whatever. And so I remember I went out and bought this big old flashlight, like a million candlelight power flashlight. And we get up into British Columbia and we're camping and duh like when you're that far north uh the light is out all night long and we were, we'd were we be laying in our tent you know it's 11 12 o'clock at night and it's still light outside and the kids were laying there like it's not nighttime dad why are we trying to go to bed like what what's going on here and i was like this uh flashlight is completely worthless but we actually had this epic drive up through there and going to banff and jasper up through the yukon and then across alaska and we went into homer alaska which is at the bottom of the kenai peninsula and we spent the summer there gathering wild blueberries and eating endless amounts of fresh salmon and halibut and you know seeing the bears and the moose and the bald eagles and going out on the spit there in homer and the beaches and crossing the Kachemak Bay and staying over on the other side and oh just the the beauty and the wonder and the wildness of Alaska it's there's still so much that's just wild and open up there it it, it really feels like it's another country it's just such a special place Alaska is so fun so we got out on the water made some great friends played hard and as the end of summer rolled around rachel was ready to have the baby so a uh, little our little guy joined us in fact we went out we went out to go hiking um it was september um may the 10th i think we went out to go for a hike and right as we get to the trailhead to go hiking her water broke right there on the trailhead and, and all of our little kids are like whoa mom mom peed what's going on and, and and we're like no her water broke i mean she's she's gonna be having her baby so exciting and they were disappointed that we weren't going on a hike they're like no we want to go on the hike that <laughs> was awesome so we drove up to uh, to Sildotna and that it was a long tough labor that one was that one was hard and and big old boy with the big head we named him atlas Atlas Sterling, and uh, he joined us, and it was so it was fun. We're we're there, we got a new baby, and just a few weeks later, we were uh, went to a little Halloween uh, gathering. I guess it would have been what six weeks, five or six weeks later. Went to a little Halloween gathering. Uh, You know, the kids were all dressed up in their little costumes. Went to a little gathering party, and then went over to a friend's house to watch a movie, and the kids all fell asleep. And so we're, we're loading up to go home. It's dark, it's cold, and we're in this sleepy little part of town, in an already small town, and we're, we're only about four blocks from home. And so I take the kids, and I just, you know, they're, they're all asleep, so we wrap them up in their blankets, and we set them in the, our little minivan. Just kind of bundled up in their blankets. We don't buckle them in because we're just going to slowly drive home. And they're like, there's no cars out, right? And so we're driving home. Literally no cars anywhere. It's just sleepy, dark, cold. I was driving maybe 20 miles an hour, if that. And we get about a block from our house. And the only car out there just comes... Flying, I see it out of my peripheral vision on my left side. This car, I see these headlights buzzing, and I and I just you know I I'm mentally like, well, they're going to stop um, because I have the right of way. I was going along, and the car didn't stop, didn't even slow down, and so I tried to speed up to avoid the collision, and the car smashed into. The driver's side rear tire and just hit us full impact, never even hit the brakes. And it flipped our van, our minivan, in a 180 and threw us into a ditch. Now, I had been an EMT and worked on an ambulance for a couple years. And so mentally and emotionally, I you know I went into EMT mode. Like okay, I've got to I got to assess my family. I got to check everyone. I got to make sure everything's okay here. So I was gonna get out of my door, the driver's side door. I was driving and run around to the other side of the van where the sliding door was to get in and check my children. Cause I, I quick look, I knew my wife was okay. So I throw open my driver's side door into the ditch. And I step out, and to my utter horror, on the other side of the ditch, laying in the weeds, was my little three-year-old girl, Aaliyah. I don't even know how to describe the feeling a parent has to see their precious little child like that knowing that she had been ejected from the car. It it was sickening and horrifying and scary. And I was so terrified that I was going to lose her. Well, I immediately ran over to her, start assessing, you know, seeing if every, everything, was, luckily she was alert and talking to me and, and she wasn't even crying. Through this whole thing, she was such a champ, little three-year-old girl. And I said, Aaliyah, where are you hurting? And she says, my head hurts, Daddy. And so I assess her head, and I'm, I'm holding her head and her neck to support it. And I said, what else hurts? And she says, my leg hurts. I said, which leg? And she picks up her cute little hand, her little chubby finger, and she points to her right leg. And I look down, and her femur, which is the big bone between your knee and your hip, her, finger, her femur was broken in half. And so I'm calling for help um you know calling the neighbors, trying to get blankets, getting them to activate you know nine one one e m s get the ambulances to us and so i'm I'm staying with her. I can't go anywhere. My wife is in the van, you know looking for the other kids. It's totally dark. The baby had uh, he was all bundled up, and he had bounced out of his car seat under the seat, and he was fine. And everyone else was fine, except our son Parker had had hit something. We don't know what he hit. He'd hit something, and it had just cut open his, his scalp really bad. And he wanted me, and so he had gotten out of the van and was calling for me, Dad, where are you? And I'm trying to call, come here, buddy. And he steps over into the streetlight, you guys. And, it, man, it's, it, it all seemed so unreal, in emergency situations like this, it seems like a dream. It seems like this nightmare, and, and your your adrenaline's going, and everything seems unreal. It's it's crazy, and they kept asking, "This is is this a dream? What's happening?" And he, he you know the, he was bleeding pretty severely, and there was blood all over his face, and he he steps into the the light there and trying to walk across the ditch to come over to me so I can comfort him. And interestingly, that's, that's Aaliyah's main memory, is seeing Parker's face covered with blood. She remembers that. Um, but the ambulances show up. They activate everything. We were only a few blocks from the hospital, luckily. They got us all in ambulances, took us all up there, You know, put her on backboards, neck braces, everything. Um, they give some medication to Aaliyah right away, and, and she goes to sleep and then they they had to send off we were in the backboard and backboards just are, are excruciating painful with the neck braces and and they they cleared everybody else uh our other um three children were fine rachel and i were fine they cleared us all um and and then they but they had to put they had to shave parker's head and put in staples because his cut was so bad and he was just crying, screaming, away. and, then, and the, the doctor needed my help. And I literally had to crawl up on the gurney and hold him down so they could shave his head and staple him. And he's, you know, he's just crying, looking up at his little boy like, Dad, why are you doing this to me? You know, and just heartbreaking, like, sorry, buddy, we have to do this. Oh, it, was so, it was so tough. And it was such a hard night. But it was, interestingly, our horrible night of miracles is is how I refer to it where it was bad it was very bad but there were so many miracles so many little things happened. we we easily could have lost a child that night and Aliyah and I the next morning had to take a helicopter up to a bigger trauma unit where she went into surgery and then ended up in a full body cast both ankles all the way up to her armpits it was pink and she was in that for 14 weeks while her femur healed and it was tough times and and now this the, the guy who hit us it was a young man he's 18 he was just he wasn't I I thought for sure he was on drugs or drunk or something he just he was just hot rod in his car and didn't pay attention and, and of course he felt horrible um totaled both our cars um, but but we walked away from that and I'm, and I'm n- no lie here. I'm not, I'm not no, no exaggeration. I, I, like no complaining, no problems. Like all of the problems we had the day before gone didn't matter. Like it was the most serious reality check. We'd almost lost our daughter. And when you have an experience like that and I hope I hope you don't have to have that experience, I hope you'll learn from mine. When you have an experience like that, everything comes back into perspective about what matters and what doesn't. And if I were to ask you, you know, the things you're upset about, the people you're upset at, what if you were to lose them? You know, we get get so frustrated. We get so irritated by things people are doing or not doing. And and it, it seems, in the moment, it seems like such a big deal. But when we ask questions like that, well, what if you were to lose them? All of a sudden, those little irritating things aren't such a big deal anymore. And to this day, I still, like I cannot get upset with Aaliyah. It's just it has just been so deeply ingrained in my mind and my heart and my soul. Like I almost lost this girl. All these little things they don't matter. And it was like that for everybody. Everybody in the community and Homer, our friends, our family, and everyone I told the story to. When when they hear the story, it's just like whoa! Instant reality check of like, love. Love your loved ones. Forgive. Let go of the grudges. Don't allow yourself to be irritated anymore by the little things. It's not worth it. And if we can maintain that perspective without having the terrible experiences, then everything's different. And then, and you guys, it was it was it was really powerful and important that I had that experience because that ended up we ended up staying through the winter. And winters in Alaska are tough. They are dark. I remember the sun would come up. Uh I'd go into work and it was it was a job I did not love. And it was you know, like the I remember seeing the sun come up around ten and go down about three. It's like, oh, I just go along the horizon and go back down, like, oh come on, it's dark again and and you know easily negative 25 often and and the roads would ice over and we'd slide off the road and of course we were all freaked out because of the experience and and now i've got this chubby little girl who's in excruciating pain in a full body cast i have to do everything for her Uh, we're, we're back in diapers or carrying her to the bathroom she can't move i have to move her everywhere to to try to put a full body cast in a in a car seat in the car to take her you know anywhere we go to go visit family to go out to the store to do anything with a with a child and a full body cast it was tough and it was a cold cold winter and and we were heating with a with a wood-burning stove and so we're gathering cords and cords of wood and splitting them and gathering coal on the beach there and it, it, just very strenuous just a hard time i didn't complain once <laughs> i was just like i was so grateful to be alive so grateful to have my family and and even in a tough circumstance it was easy to be grateful because i'd had the reality check and so it not not to be you know negative or fearful but just to remember like don't let's not take people for granted let's not take life or health for granted Let's really value and appreciate what we have, and and it's going to stop us from complaining, and and honestly, complaining, complaining, whining, and complaining never makes any situation better. In fact, it usually makes it worse because now it's it's hitting your mindset, and you got a negative mindset, and negative energy, and it, it just it makes the problem worse. And so let's let's go forward, my friends, with gratitude. With joy, with excitement, and definitely with perspective. And cherish, man, cherish the people you love, cherish life. Wake up every morning and be like, Woohoo! I'm just grateful to be alive today. I get another shot at life. And and I'm being serious, I'm being sincere, even when it's tough. Wake up with that kind of gratitude and go after it. Go after your goals. Work hard. If if there's things in your life you don't like right now, work on making those changes. And you can. And let's, let's live a life that we just absolutely love. Because, my friends, awesome is always an option. Reach upward for it. Make it happen. We'll see you in the next episode. Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope you got a lot of value out of it and found some things that you can apply to your life right away. Hey, I'm, I'm being totally sincere when I say I, I live to help you live your extraordinary life. So I hope you'll reach out to me if you have any questions or let me know how I can help you in any important area of your life. And in fact, you know, this, this podcast is brought to you by the School of Awesome Sauce monthly coaching program. Take advantage of that. Get in there. If It's the best way to get a breakthrough to the next level so you can level up your health, your spirituality, your emotions, your mind, your relationships, your finances, business, every part of your life. Just get in there where you have a, a coach and a mentor. You have a supportive community to make things happen. So, so jump in there. Take advantage of this. Try it out. Get in there with us and level up your life. See you on the inside. Reach upward.